He is the longtime voice of the Arkansas Tech Wonder Boys, but he's taking his headset off just for a little bit to come talk to us. Sam Strazner is in studio as part of Tech Week right here on the Spotlight after this. From the beautiful Alethus building in downtown Russellville, we welcome you into the spotlight as part of Arkansas Tech Week, presented as always by Alethus Realty. If you're in the market to buy or sell your home, give us a call today. It's 479-968-5668 or cruise on over to russellvilleliving.com. One of our fine agents is always ready, willing, and able to help serve you in every real estate capacity that you may need. Give us a call today, 479-968-5668. If you can't get enough of the spotlight, check us out on KARV every Friday morning, AM 16 and 93.1 FM at 8.30. Some exclusive interviews right there on KARV. Speaking of exclusive, this man is exclusive to Arkansas Tech University for the better part of almost two decades. We are talking to the man himself, one of my heroes, Sam Straisner. Sam, how are you, sir? Well, Drew, it's always very good to be with you. And Thank you very much to you and your colleagues at Alethus Realty for shining this spotlight on Arkansas Tech this week. Hey, we have, I have had so much fun putting this together because just getting the opportunity to talk to Dr. Belongia and, and to Susan West and the myriad of people, Carrie Phillips, um, the myriad of people who have, who have appeared on this have just been wonderful. Talking to Miss Tech as part of the featurette. Um, there is so much that Arkansas Tech has that I'm not sure that even the people who live in this community really may know or understand. Talk a little bit about that. There's there's a lot happening at ATU. Well, when you look at it just from purely the academic side, you know, you've got more than 100 degree programs at the undergraduate level and about 25 degree programs at the graduate level. In recent years, a change in role and scope that now allows us to offer doctoral degrees, the first of which is a doctor of education in school leadership. And then that doesn't really even begin to take into account everything that happens at Arkansas Tech Ozark campus, where so many of our technical and career trades are, are taught and what a, a valuable resource that is for the Arkansas River Valley. And then the Arkansas Tech Career Center, both on the Russellville High School campus and then at several satellite campuses throughout the Arkansas River Valley. The reach of Arkansas Tech University on an academic level is, is really impressive and it really makes a big difference in the economic development and continued progress of this entire region. And then you, know, you take into account all the other things that Arkansas Tech offers. Um, it's great to be able to have such cultural experiences as our music program, our visual arts program, our athletics program, uh, other ways that uh, contributions are made to the community and really ties Arkansas Tech to the communities that we serve. All of that together uh, really, uh, I think, makes for a mutually beneficial relationship between Arkansas Tech and the communities that we serve. And I hope that uh, Judge Wilson, uh, the man who was most responsible for bringing the second district agricultural school to Russellville back in uh, the early, right around 1910, uh, February of that year, I hope he would be proud of what it's become. I think he would be. I, 
I'm, I'm just not sure that he could have envisioned what it did become. When you look at the expansion, I, I was an Arkansas Tech from 2005 to 2010. And I, even since that time, the growth and expansion of the university just baffles me. I am a little salty about the fact that I did not have Baz Tech. But it's wonderful for these students. And I think, too, that there may sometimes be a stigma attached to tech because we're in a smaller community. Division two schools a lot of times get that. But this is a university that has all the offerings of any of the bigger schools in the state. And at one time was third in enrollment. Is Arkansas Tech still the best kept secret of education in Arkansas? You know, I think the, the role that Arkansas Tech plays is a very important one. Um, Arkansas Tech is designated as a regional comprehensive university, and, and every state around the country has those. There are several right here in Arkansas, all of which uh, do a great job of serving their constituents. But when you, when you look at Arkansas Tech and really its role as a regional comprehensive university, that means that, yes, we do serve students from around the United States. We typically have representation from more than 40 different states in our student body. And we typically have more than 40 different nations from around the world represented in our student body. But 93% of Arkansas Tech students come from right here in Arkansas, and a high concentration of them come from the Arkansas River Valley. And what you find at regional comprehensive universities like Arkansas Tech is that for a great number of students, especially those who come from that immediate service area, for a great number of those students, Arkansas Tech represents their one and only chance to a better life through higher education. And that's really the, the primary role of a regional comprehensive university such as Arkansas Tech. And the degree to which Arkansas Tech fulfills that role, I think, was best spelled out recently when U.S. News and World Report came out with its rankings for 2022. And they determined that Arkansas Tech University is the top regional public university in the state of Arkansas. And I think that's uh, representative of, of the quality of the programs at Arkansas Tech and the quality of the experience uh, that it provides. They've, they've made a bit of a change in those rankings. Arkansas Tech didn't used to show up in those, but uh, they've made a change now to include something called social mobility. And what that is, is it takes a look at the average income level of your students when they arrive, and then what their career prospects are for shortly after graduation. And nobody in Arkansas does a better job of enhancing students' social mobility than Arkansas Tech. You talk about social mobility. I think we can touch on even some of the former alumni where and where they are. Even in my class, imagine this for a moment, that in Arkansas Tech Television, on the same television show at one time, you have me here, which I would say is moderately successful, but in comparison to the two people I'm about to name, I, I, I did not do as well. State Senator Brianne Davis was in that class. Former um, communications director to Governor Hutchinson, J.R. Davis, who has been working with the White House. Um, these are recent folks who, you know, the, the reach and the scope of the students and the alumni who graduate, um, it's, it's fascinating to me. And it doesn't really get talked about a whole lot. Talk about this a little bit. These folks who move from Arkansas Tech on, they're not just, they're, they're, they're taking on giant roles in society. Absolutely. And that's, that's one of the pleasures of working at a place and, and for our faculty members for teaching at a place that does serve you know, a large number of first generation students, that does serve a large number of students that are defined by the federal government as coming from low income backgrounds and thus they're eligible for such things as Pell Grants. That, that's a large percentage of the Arkansas Tech population. And you know, I think that the, the anecdotes are, are some of the best stories. I had a chance recently to visit with uh, Wayne Young, for, who's originally from Moralton and now a very successful attorney down in Little Rock. 
But uh, Wayne, when he attended Arkansas Tech about 20 years ago, he shared with me that uh, he lost his father during that time, unexpectedly, just in, early in his sophomore year. And to hear Wayne tell the story of how the Arkansas Tech community rallied around him and allowed him to keep up with his studies. He needed to go back home and be with his mom for that semester uh, back at home. But he made his, his classmates and his professors all rallied around him and made sure that he was able to maintain uh, his progress academically. And, and as a result, he ultimately graduated from Arkansas Tech and went on to graduate uh, from the UALR School of Law. And stories like that one, there are so many of those throughout the history of Arkansas Tech. Uh, individuals who, who came from uh, challenging circumstances such as that overcame those with the help of the Arkansas Tech community and went on to tremendous success. And now uh, you see so many case, cases of those individuals giving back to Arkansas Tech. Uh, Mr. Young does so now as a president of the Arkansas Tech Foundation. And so all of those uh, stories combined uh, make up the fabric of Arkansas Tech and illustrate uh, really how, how life-changing a place it is. And, I, you know, a, a notable alumnus that I should have mentioned um, as part of broadcasting and not the career path I thought he was going to go, catch Scott Covert on weekday mornings on THV, a good buddy of mine. And, uh, wow, like I, I did not see that one coming. And then there he was on TV one day. I thought, okay, I see you, Mr. Covert. You know, it's it, and seeing that success, too, brings so much joy to me. Because a lot of these people now that we talk about, and I'm sure you have the same experience, you see these people who have acquired this success. And I remember some of these students. I could tell stories on some of these students that would not be flattering to where they, you know, for their positions now. And then I think, wow, because of what we did at Tech and because of those life-changing experiences, they're able to raise their families in a place of economic mobility. Do you have the, that same kind of that same kind of experience? Oh, absolutely. I, I think that whenever you, you look at the, the alumni of Arkansas Tech and you consider the contributions that they're making on a, a daily basis uh, to the continued progress of our entire state, it, it really does kind of leave you in awe. And I think the, the foundation for that is the faculty at Arkansas Tech. Uh, this is a group of people who could go and, and teach and do research anywhere in the country, but they came to Arkansas Tech because we are a teaching institution. That's, that's the primary a function of the faculty at Arkansas Tech. They do some, some tremendous research that contributes to their various uh, academic and professional disciplines, but their primary role is as, as teachers, and they take that very seriously, and, and that's reflected in the quality of our students. I was absolutely floored as we went through uh, the first pandemic year as I was getting ready to, to work on uh, sending out the dean's list and waiting for that list to come in, I thought, oh no, this is probably going to be a, a big you know drop as compared to last year. And more students were able to make the dean's list during the COVID year than the previous year. And that's an indication of how much the faculty at Arkansas Tech invest in the students, regardless of the circumstance. It seems like the, the tougher it gets, uh, the better everyone does because everybody pulls together more. And uh, certainly you see that evidence at any time uh, among the faculty at Arkansas Tech. I've got a story about that. I'll tell this quick anecdote. The late Dr. David Kruger was my very first class at Arkansas Tech. He was my first 8 a.m. on Monday as a fresh-faced freshman terrified of the world. And I remember it was the eve of the exam, the first exam that we had for World Civ. And my high school friend and I had the same class and I was at his house, we were studying and we were just petrified. I mean, ter I mean, eyes just this big. It's, this is Dr. Kruger. You've heard of him. He, he's a brilliant man. Everybody knows about how wonderful this man is as far as teaching. So we got brave, Sam, and we called him at home 
just to, I mean, what's the worst that could happen? And that man stayed on the phone with us for an hour and a half, re-explaining the material, and then asked us, do you have any more questions? Is there anything else I can help you with? And that is a spirit throughout this staff, unquestionably. Passed that exam and passed that class, by the way. And rest in peace because I miss I miss that man terribly. But but that's just the kind of spirit that the folks here have. Oh, absolutely. And it extends beyond the classroom. Obviously the the academic experience you get at Arkansas Tech, you receive a great deal of support there. But you know, the attending college, going to a, a university such as Arkansas Tech can be a bit of an overwhelming experience for for all of our students. And I recall during my freshman year, I was taking an activity class and I was going two days a week for one hour. So I thought, well, that must be a two hour class. Yeah. And uh, and then, you know, as uh, luckily uh, one of my great mentors and now friends in life, uh, Tommy Mummert from the journalism faculty, he was looking at my schedule with me one day and he explained that one at the end of the course number, that means it's just a one hour class. And by catching that, he allowed me to help save my academic scholarship at Arkansas Tech, and I was able to, to maintain that throughout the rest of my undergraduate time. But Tommy being able to help me understand just that little nuance and that detail of, of attending college uh, made a big difference in, in my career. As luck would have it, it was a journalism professor who did the exact same thing for me because it was Anthony Caton. And I was just, we, our practicums would last anywhere from an hour to three hours. So I was thinking, Lord, this semester, I've got 36 hours. I mean, you count everything else. I'm going to graduate in a year and a half. And, I mean, I'm on the fast track, baby. And, and he said, no, this is not how any of this works at all. It's, it's, it, thank God for Tommy Mummer and Anthony Caton and all the staff like them who have invested time into their students. One of the things that Susan West said was you have to have a heart for people and a heart for students in order to do this well. And I ask that of every single professor I've talked to so far, and they all agree, if you don't have a heart for students, then you can't do well. Is that something that's kind of built into the culture here? I think so. I think that you see that in the hiring practices at Arkansas Tech. It's, it's that difference between finding the right fit. There are so many talented people in this world and, and so many of them you know, can come to Arkansas Tech or they can go to a, very, a variety of other universities around the state and around the country, but it's about finding the right fit. And the right fit at Arkansas Tech is individuals who are really dedicated to providing that experience to the students, being able to serve the students. Uh, you gotta have a bit of a servant's heart uh, to, be a, to be a member of the faculty at Arkansas Tech because it is a population that, uh, so, with so many first-generation college students, they just don't have the background, they don't have the, the information just that they've grown up around in terms of, you know, here's the, those fine details of, of navigating college. And even the ones that uh, are just maybe second generation, uh, they may not have those details because they, they change over time. And so uh, that's, that's really a big part of it. I think that's, that's what you see most consistently among the faculty at Arkansas Tech is that dedication to really being able to serve the students and put them first and, and understand that that's why we're there. Um, you know, there's a lot of folks that are in, involved in academia that are there to be able to, to find cures to this or that or other or, or solve the great mysteries of the world. And we need those folks. We've got to have those folks. And there are places where they do that very well. But at Arkansas Tech, what we do well is, is serve students and provide them with a hand up uh, to a better life through a college degree. He's the voice of the Arkansas Tech Wonder Boys. He is Sam Strasser. He does far more than that for the university. And after this timeout, we're going to talk about that. Stay with us more at the Spotlight during Tech Week right after this.
willpower set you apart. You're first to take that leap of faith. First to get to work. First to solve the problem. No burden should be carried alone. We'll be there. Every step, day, challenge. First is your destiny. We get it. Because first is who we are. We welcome you back into the spotlight smack in the middle of Arkansas Tech Week. Thanks so much for joining us. My name is Drew Brent. The spotlight is presented as always by Alathis Realty. If you're in the market to buy or sell your home, hey, listen, you need to call right now. The market has never been hotter. It's 479-968-5668 or cruise on over to RussellvilleLiving.com. We are talking to one of my heroes, Sam Strazner. Sam, I need to tell you a story that you may not be aware of. Um, my first experience in professional radio had you in it. And I don't know if you know this or not. Well, if I was involved, it's highly unlikely it was professional radio. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had just gotten a job as a producer for River Valley Radio in 2004. Okay. 2004, 2005, somewhere in, yeah. that, in that neighborhood. And I was wide-eyed, terrified, 18, 17, 18 years old, just thinking... I have hit the big time. I'm, I'm working in broadcasting. And the first assignment that I got was producing Arkansas Tech uh, Wonder Boys basketball. And at that time, Arkansas Tech uh, Wonder Boys basketball was not very good. Um, we've had our ups and downs since then. Thank God for Mark Downey coming back. But um, you spoke to me during the break. Now, what you may not know, folks, if you're listening, is during a live broadcast, the broadcaster's out there, then they're talking to a producer back in the studio. I am first day on the job. I've got somebody on the back of my shoulder. And Sam Strazner, bless his heart, treated me like I had been there for years, was so, so good. You were so much nicer to me than you really had to be. And I appreciate that. Was there, was there somebody like that for you in your career when you first got started? Oh, so many people. Um, you know, I think it began for me at uh, Russellville High School uh, with the, the journalism teachers there, uh, first uh, Jan Tuttle and then uh, the late Beth Cooper, who uh, had a huge impact on me in, in terms of just kind of teaching me the, the fundamentals of journalism. And then as I had a chance to go on uh, to Arkansas Tech, there were so many from the academic side, uh, including uh, Tommy Mummert uh, and Dr. Van Tyson, the late Dr. Van Tyson, and then a little bit later on, doc, uh, Dr. Hannah Norton, um, several of those folks. But probably the one person who had the biggest impact on me uh, professionally and in a lot of ways personally uh, was Larry Smith, who was the sports information director at Arkansas Tech from 1987 to 2005. Uh, he's in the, the National College Sports Information Directors Association Hall of Fame. Um, and just the chance to work for him. And whenever I came in, like you're saying, as a, as a green 17-year-old freshman uh, with just a very little bit of experience, uh, I had been extremely fortunate that uh, Sean Ingram had given me the chance yeah. to, to write for The Courier whenever I was in high school, along with Warren Bird. And uh, that experience uh, got me in front of Larry, and, and Larry and Tommy recruited me out to Tech. And when I walk in the door at 17 years old, Larry gives me the opportunity to write over 500 news releases a year about Tech athletics. Pretty much every pregame and postgame, he gives me that opportunity. And he loved to do that. And for him, looking back on it now, for him to step away from that and let me get that experience, and I'll tell you, we went through a lot of red pens that first year, yeah. <laughs> printing it yeah. out and getting, getting it right. <laughs> but the fact that he was willing to to give up something that he enjoyed that much and give me that ex that experience to write that much, and uh, and hopefully improve on it as we went along, um, 
and then to do that again for the next three years under him, uh, that's that's the kind of experience that you you just can't get anywhere else. And so uh, that was that those those 500 news releases a year with the guidance from Larry and uh, the mentorship from Larry. Um, that's that's the foundation for everything I've done since then. I you know I, I came into Arkansas Tech right after I turned 18. The summer I turned 18, I was working in radio, and you know. By the way, Sean Ingram, you mentioned Sean Ingram. He is a treasure of the River Valley, and, and more people should know that. But um, I was lucky enough to be mentored by Johnny Story. You know, there is nobody in this area who doesn't know Johnny's voice or hear Johnny or, you know, and, and even got, um, uh, you know, so I was, I was a little starstruck. And I, and I know it's local radio, and it seems a little bit silly. But the highlight of my life to that point was Tom Camerling, who is the uh, public address announcer for Tucker Coliseum and for Burkelfield, had a little bit of laryngitis. This was my freshman year. And he called me and he asked me if, if I would fill in for him at, at, at Tucker Coliseum. And I thought, okay, if I thought River Valley Radio was the big time, now I've really hit the big time. And what's funny about that, and you'll appreciate this, was we were we were playing, I think it was UAM, it was Mike Newell's squad, whoever it was. And Mike Newell gave me the business all night long. He, Surely not. He, yeah, right, right. He did not let me, I mean, he just let me have it all night. And that was me breaking in to, you know, sports announcing my first time in. I, and I tell me one of those stories for you, one of those first stories that maybe you feel like you've made it, but then you might realize I'm a little over my head. Well, you know, I, I think back to the, the very first chance that I got to, to broadcast Arkansas Tech Athletics. I started doing it on a regular basis um, in 2002, but my first chance was back whenever I was, uh, I believe I was a sophomore at Tech, and there was a trip that D. Doyle wasn't going to be able to make, and I I asked uh, Tom Camerling, who was the sports director at the radio station at that time, if I could load up the gear and, and go down to, to Pensacola, Florida. It seemed like a better thing to do over the Christmas break than sitting around. And so I, I went down and broadcasted a couple of games and uh, bringing that, you know, you know, I had a one little yellow piece of legal paper. I wish I'd have kept that. It probably would have disintegrated by now because we're talking about almost a quarter century ago. But this one yellow legal size sheet of paper that uh, Tom had, and Dee had written out all of the instructions for how to operate this equipment. And I set it there on the table. And I'm telling you, if I hadn't had that that guide from Tom and D to yeah. be able to make all that stuff, push all those buttons and turn all those knobs. There's no way we would have got on the air that day, but, but we made it through those two games. And I'll, I'll always remember uh, bringing the, the bag of equipment back to the radio station when we got back home and I went in and set it down and, and Tom put his hand out and shook it and told me I did a good job. And he said, this could be the beginning of something. And I, you know, that for somebody like Tom to say something like that to somebody who has no experience and, and, and precious little talent, probably less talent than experience at that point, uh, for, for Tom to say something that nice uh, really meant a lot to me. And it just, uh, it's the kind of thing that you hope that you get a chance to pay forward as you get a little bit older. Um, I'll tell, I'll talk about that in just a second. You know, Tom accidentally got me into broadcasting and he has no, I've never had the opportunity to tell him this story. He came into Country Mart in Dardanelle when I was working there in high school. I was a sophomore, something like that. And of course, I, me being the broadcasting nerd, I knew exactly who it wasn't a whole lot of 16 year olds who were listening to local radio at that time, but I was just, oh my God, it's Tom Caverling. I was so excited. So we did, we had this, um, 
we had this smart shoppers card that you could use at the old country mart, you know, Ellison Enterprises. And if you scratched that off and you won, then we said your name over the uh, loudspeaker and how much money that you won. Well, I had one of those shoppers cards and Tom was in here and I thought, this is it. I am going for broke. I'm going to be discovered today. And I did my best cheesy announcer voice that I could possibly do that every single one of us when we start do. Mm -hmm. And he came through my line and he said, take it down, but you got something. And I thought, okay, yeah. all right, I'm right there. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about D Doyle. I knew D Doyle. He was a, he was an inspiration for me, but I, he was, 100% somebody who had an impact on your sports casting career. Just talk about D. Well, I mentioned that opportunity to work in the sports information office at Arkansas Tech. And uh, throughout the time that I was an undergraduate, uh, D was, was the voice of the Wonder Boys and the Golden Suns. And so uh, we logged a lot of miles together in a lot of tech vans going across uh, the state of Arkansas. And at that point, uh, around the Gulf South Conference. And just the opportunity to be able to, to watch D work and to listen to him work. Uh, and to see him prepare, I think that's really the the thing that that I took most from D, uh, and and hopefully continue to to apply to what I do, is that it, you know you it's not just enough to want to broadcast the game, you've got to want to put in the time to prepare. It's it's in in it, to a much lesser extent, it's uh, similar to you know coaches and players. You've got to be willing to prepare to you know in game day is just kind of the reward, um, and so that's that's probably the thing I took away from D the most, uh, up to the point that I, I still use the not just the, the format that D used for spotting boards for football, the actual spotting boards as a little tribute to D. I just did not have the heart whenever he passed down the spotting boards to me whenever I started doing the games. Uh, I did not have the heart to peel away the, the last tech roster that he'd put on that spotting board. And so if you thumb back through there, you'll see at the very bottom of that, that stack, uh, D's handwriting there and that, that last tech team that he broadcast in, in 2001, I guess it would have been. But um, yeah, you know, D and, and Tom and Johnny, people like yourself and me who, who grew up and with, a, with an interest in broadcasting and end up going into it, uh, how fortunate we were to have individuals such as that right here in our home area uh, to show us the way. I, I, I love talking about how many people have come through Russellville and just this area who have had success in broadcasting. And it may not be interesting to the rank and file, but to the folks who, who really pay attention, you know, uh, there have been some really great names that made their start in Russellville. We talk about Johnny. Johnny has been the voice of the River Valley for 40 years, but what gets lost is just how much news he actually covered. Johnny and Tom were live on car during the Ronald Gene Simmons murders. Johnny and Tom were on the air uh, when 9-11 happened. These guys were the voices that kind of walked us through the scary parts of our lives. And then you take into account a guy like Jarrett Jackson, who's in Hot Springs at US 97 now. Um, Tommy Kraft, who's at ESPN in, in Fort Smith. Um, uh, Kermit Womack, who is in Bentonville and, and helped actually create Carve uh, the, as the powerhouse that it is. And then he'd be mad if I didn't mention his name. Grant Merrill came through here too. Um, <laughs> love you, buddy. Um, been a lot of great folks that have come through here. It's a testament to Arkansas Tech and it's a testament to this city. It is. And I think that it's just, it's a, it's part of what creates a sense of community. You have to have a certain amount of connectedness within a community to be a community. Otherwise you're just a bunch of people who happen to be living in the same place. And so it, it is those things that uh, connect us, uh, that give you that sense of community and, and make it 
uh, more than just a place to live. Was, uh, was broadcasting always on your radar? Not really. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty much, I tell folks on a fairly regular basis, I'm just a, a sports writer who, who happens to have uh, stumbled into some other things. And, uh, you know, really the, the broadcasting, uh, the first time I did it on a regular basis, I did a, a nine-month sabbatical in Arkadelphia as the sports information director at Henderson State right after I finished my bachelor's degree. And it was just always part of the job that the SID did the road football and basketball games. And so it's part of the job. You just kind of do it. And so I did that. And uh, it, w it wasn't very long into that year that I knew I wanted to get back to home as, as quickly as possible. And so really the play-by-play the -play for tech athletics was uh, at its root a way to get back home to Russellville. Uh, I, in February of 2002, I wrote uh, Tom Camerling a letter. And at that point, Tom was doing uh, Russellville High School and Arkansas Tech games, which meant at that time in history, uh, he was doing Tech games a lot on Monday, Thursday, and Saturday nights. And then he'd be doing Russellville High School games on Tuesday and Friday. And oh, by the way, getting up at 5 a.m. every day to read the news on the radio. Right. And so I just had this sense that maybe Tom, or at least this hope that maybe Tom might like some help. And so I just wrote him a letter and said, uh, Tom, I'm, I'm looking to get back home. Is there any, would you have any interest in uh, having some help with the Arkansas Tech broadcasts? And it wasn't very long after that, that he got back in touch with me and uh, that offer came to fruition. And then, you know, there are just so many people that help all of us through this journey of life. And the things they do at, at the time probably don't seem that big to them, mm -hmm. but Tom doing that for me, giving up the, the tech broadcasts and giving me a chance to come back and do them. And then Joe Foley, who was the director of athletics at Arkansas Tech wow. at that time, yeah. and the women's basketball coach. Um, coach Foley gave up a graduate assistant spot so that I could come back and be a GA in sports information and, and work for Larry again, work for Larry Smith again. Um, and so just those sacrifices that people make for for each of us, um, you're just really humbled by those things. People of of that magnitude, when they do something for you, um, it makes you really want to, to do your best to repay them and, and, uh, and, and show that they had confidence in the right person. You know, you, you talk about that. I got an internship at Channel 7 as a sophomore, which did not happen at Arkansas Tech in the broadcasting department for the longest time. And I was honored by that, but I was also really cocky. I mean, I, I, I can't, the people who knew me back then know that, yes, I, I was talented, but I also knew that. And so when I got to Channel 7, the first time that I had any interaction with Channel 7, I, um, I was not an intern, I was just working kind of a freelance gig and met and spoke with Paul Eels in the, in the, waning, in the waning months of his life. And he, he would correspond with me and, and, and give me some advice. And I, I had a real hard time understanding that this voice that I listened to my entire life was talking to me and, and telling me how to make my career better. Um, then upon his passing a year later, I actually get the internship at Channel 7 and Steve Sullivan, who I wanted to be, literally wanted to be, is not only my boss, he's my friend to this day. And he took a chance hiring me as a producer. When you talk about those people who took chances on you, and did, did you have a moment of, two moments, the first moment of, wow, I cannot believe this, and two, I better not mess this up. <laughs> you know, I think in that moment, as young as we are, when we sometimes get those opportunities, I don't think we always understand it. Sometimes we don't necessarily find out the mechanics of, of how something happened until a little bit later. And so the so combination of those factors, I think maybe sometimes you don't appreciate it as much at the time as you do later on. But you do know whenever you're around people like that, Steve Sullivan, 
for you and for, for me, uh, you know, Joe Foley and Tom Camerling and Larry Smith, when you have a chance to work with people of that caliber, you definitely have a sense that not only do you not want to let them down, you want to try to live up to the standard that they've set. And uh, I'm not going to get there to the standard of any of those people that I just mentioned, right. but, but you definitely want to try your best to get there. You know, Rex Nelson once said of you that you were one of the most underrated broadcasters in the state of Arkansas. When, when Rex says something like that, does that resonate with you? Or are you the kind of guy that just kind of says, nah, I, I, you're just being nice? Rex is an ex exceptionally kind person. He, he really is. And, and for him to say that, because uh, he is one of the, the best in, in the country and so and, no and one of the most passionate. Uh, and, and nobody loves their university more than, than Rex Nelson loves Washita Baptist. And so uh, it, it's just to think that, you know, whenever we go to Washita, that on the way down there, I know I'm going to get a chance to, to visit with Rex Nelson and shake his hand. Um, that's that's kind of that's kind of it's still even now twenty years in that's still kind of awe inspiring to think that that I even know Rex Nelson or that he has any clue who I am is is, uh, is certainly uh, something that makes you feel like maybe you've you've done a little something. So that never goes away. Oh no no it doesn't no. Is that Rex commented on something that I posted on Facebook here a while back, and I thought why is this man doing saying anything to me at all and i've been doing this you know you've been doing this for 22 years almost now and i've been doing it for for less than that but not <laughs> not much less than that you think there's no reason for these people to say these things but again i bring it back to the connections and the networking and the passion of the people at arkansas tech and i know that we can talk about the old days all we all all day long we can do a podcast on them but it comes back to one thing no matter what you major in, no matter what you end up doing in your in your discipline, you're going to find this a similar experience at ATU, aren't you? I think so, and I think the the big thing about attending a place like Arkansas Tech University, the most common answer that I get whenever I visit with students toward the end of their time at graduation, there's a certain clarity that comes with being at the end of something. And as I visit with our graduates and interview them, oftentimes just before they're about to walk onto the, the graduation floor, the thing that they oftentimes reflect back on is the fact that Arkansas Tech was large enough to provide them with all of the experiences that they wanted, but small enough to know them. And I think that, that there's a comfort level that comes with the second part of that, but the first part of it is equally important because you get the academic experience, but there's a lot of places where a larger university perhaps where you're not going to get that opportunity to work on a research project with a faculty member until you're a graduate student. At Arkansas Tech, it's common for that to happen early in your undergraduate experience where you are shoulder to shoulder with a faculty member working on a significant problem facing society and, and developing solutions for it. And that opportunity to be able to get that hands-on experience, I think is what separates and differentiates Arkansas Tech and, and really makes it the best choice for a lot of students. We are talking to Sam Strazner as part of Arkansas Tech Week here on the Spotlight. We're going to wrap up with him right after this short timeout. We're going to talk a little bit about his new housemate of the last seven or eight years, one Jerry the Bulldog. Don't miss it. More Spotlight on the way after this. We see you. Your incredible potential and willpower set you apart. You're first to take that leap of faith. First to get to work first to solve the problem. No burden should be carried alone. We'll be there. Every step, day, challenge. First is your destiny. We get it because first is who we are. 
and welcome back into the spotlight presented by Alathis Realty. If you're in the market to buy or sell your home, you know the number. It's 479-968-5668 or cruise on over to RussellvilleLiving.com. Proud to present Arkansas Tech Week this week. We have had so much fun doing this and, and, and promoting Arkansas Tech University and Sam Strasner is our guest right now. Sam, first off, you were an integral part of making Arkansas Tech Week happen. So thank you for this. I appreciate it. We've had a lot of fun. Well, no, thank you to you and everybody else at Alethus Realty for doing this. This is, we talked earlier about the, the connectedness of a place and what you're doing with this program is, is a big part of that. And so thank you for your investment and uh, your colleagues' investment in making this possible. You bleed green and gold. I have said of you at times that I believe you are the Arkansas Tech version of Rick Schaefer. That's that's what I believe you believe you are. And it doesn't just end with you and the totality of your career at home. You have a wife who works at Arkansas Tech University in a pivotal role and the school's mascot lives in your house. It's green and gold all the time for you, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is uh, definitely. It's never boring with uh, with Jerry the Bulldog around. Uh, that's been um, a wonderful piece of Arkansas Tech history to be able to reconnect with um, and be able to bring back into the the modern era. And uh, I've had the chance to watch that dog, Jerry Charles Young the first. I've had a chance to watch him bring a lot of joy to a lot of people over the last uh, eight years or so. And that's uh, that in turn has brought me a lot of happiness. And so it's it's been a great thing to be a small part of. Any funny Jerry stories that we should know? Oh, goodness. Um, you know, there's the, the thing about Jerry is that he has no shortage of self-confidence. I mean, he, he, <laughs> he is fully aware. And, you know, either the best or the worst thing we did with Jerry was that we threw him in the deep end when he was three months old. And so he thinks everything that he has done over the last eight years and all the places he's gone he thinks all of that is normal and, right. and all of the love and attention that he has received from the Arkansas Tech family over that time. He thinks that that's just how life is. And, and I certainly wouldn't want to dissuade him from that opinion because it's been a great life for him and continues to be a great life for him. Uh, but he's just, it's, it's, it's one of those things, nobody loves the Wonder Boys and Golden Sons nicknames more than I do. But even I recognized that it's difficult to hug a newspaper article from 1920. Yeah. I love that article from 1920. I have a, a printout of it in a folder right by my chair in my office right now and and uh, enjoy reflecting back up on it. But there are so many people that have so much affection for Arkansas Tech and what bringing back the tradition of Jerry the Bulldog has done is it has given people a chance to have something upon which they can express that affection. Um, and that's it's been wonderful to watch that. It's It's been... Uh, revealing as far as how much people care about Arkansas Tech because you know yeah he's wearing the jersey and he's got the title but at the end of the day he's 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 just a dog but to to so many people who've had the chance to to get to know him over these eight years and and um, accept him into that role it's become something that I think people really look forward to seeing I will say this I'm a little aggravated that the best job in the entire city of Russellville is currently occupied by Jerry the Bulldog. There is nobody in the city who has a better better job than he does. It's literally show up to every cool thing and get loved on. That's his whole gig, and he does it well. That and eat a whole bunch of treats. That, that's, that's right. the... <laughs> 
He is extremely food motivated. If, if you have a bag of treats, you can get Jerry to behave almost any time. And so that's definitely a big part of the uh, the Jerry bag that, that travels with him wherever he goes. Well, I'm good at that, too. If you have a bag of treats for me, I'm pretty good at that. I am submitting my application to be the new Jerry the Bulldog. We'll see what happens. Um, you, you, of course, your wife is Heather Streisner, and she, she takes care of, of Jerry, and she does so much more for the university. Kind of talk about Heather a little bit. Well, I've met Heather like almost everything outside of my immediate family. Almost everything good in my life came as a result of working in the sports information department at Arkansas Tech, and uh, and Heather is part of that. I remember um, in the summer of 2002, I was sitting in the office there one day, and uh, Larry Smith, our sports information director, and our one of our administrative assistants, Rhonda Rogers, they were looking at a couple of potential students to help. Uh, sell uh, tickets the next year to, at the athletic events. And there was candidate A and there was candidate B and um, I'm never shy to offer my opinion. And so uh, I spoke up and said, well, I'd hire the one with the banking experience. And it turned out that was Heather Struble um, uh, coming from, from Benton, Arkansas to be a student at Arkansas Tech. And so uh, they, they chose her and she ended up working there in the athletics department. And that's, that's how we met and got to know each other. And so, um, from that from that point forward, you know, Arkansas Tech has been a big part of our uh, relationship and our life, and uh, it's it's wonderful to be able to to share that with her. And um, I'm forever grateful that she. Uh, there, there were a lot of people who had to buy into the idea of bringing Jerry back uh, when we did that in 2013, uh, but nobody uh, more important uh, than Heather. Uh, she was there with me when we were coming back from a football game at Southern Nazarene, and we uh, stopped uh, there outside the the Cheesecake Factory there at the mall in Tulsa. And that's where we picked Jerry up and brought him home. And uh, uh, she rode, and Jerry rode in her lap all the way from, from Tulsa back to Russellville for his first ride home to Arkansas Tech. And uh, ever since then, she's been a big part of helping with that and, and, and just helping me in general. Uh, goodness knows, um, being the, uh, the wife of a play-by-play -play announcer is not always an envious <laughs> uh, job, especially when, you know, it's uh, Thursday, middle of the day on Thursday, and I'm loading up the car to go to Alva, Oklahoma, and uh, won't be back until middle of the night on Saturday. And, uh, and you know, there's there's a bulldog and a, and a four-year-old to take care of here. And so uh, I think uh, all, all anybody who has a job like that uh, certainly has a, an extraordinary amount of appreciation for their spouse and everything they do uh, to help support that dream. Uh, Jamie is learning some of this this season. She's never experienced it full-time. She's seen, you know, flashes of it over the last few years. Um, she's never seen it, you know, from a full-time standpoint. And I'm not going to Oklahoma like you are. I'm the, I think the worst road trip that we've got this year is Waldron. Now, next year, we're going all over the country. But but it, it is interesting that you note that because when I told Jamie, hey, I'm going to be gone every Friday night in football season, then I'm going to be gone every Tuesday and Friday night for basketball season. Oh, and we added baseball and softball, so I'm really only going to be home on weekends for three months out of the year. And she said, okay, just do what you, just here, here's your, here's your call sheet. You know, uh, did you have kind of a similar experience or? Well, you know, whenever Heather kind of married into this, I was, I'd already started uh, doing this kind of thing whenever she came along. And so, um, but she, she had been supportive, but there's, there's a lot of give and take. There was a, uh, you know, a point in time there where, especially once we moved into the Great American Conference and the, the baseball and softball schedule became a little bit less certain, uh, I had to give that up at one point just because just as much as anything, just out of fairness to her and to us and to our life, right. uh, you, it's all about trying to find some kind of balance. And uh, and for us, that was that was part of it. And so, um, you know, it, it's it's about appreciating that support 
and and making sure that you always value it. And, and I think that's true regardless of, of what your situation is. For the prospective students who are watching this and the folks maybe even talking about moving to Russellville, what do they need to know about this community and about this university? About the community, um, they need to know that this is a place that very much values the idea of family. Um, I think that this is the kind of place where once, and, and family extends beyond just the traditional unit. Yeah. Once, once you're in somebody's uh, pack, once you're in their family, um, then you tend to be there for life. And you've got a, a group of people who uh, will look out for you and support you, uh, support you when times are hard and, and be there to cheer for you during the good times. And so I think that's the one thing that, that's really true throughout this community. And as it relates to Arkansas Tech, a lot of those same things carry over. Of course, it, it's the, the line between Arkansas Tech and the communities that we serve is, is so blurred because, um, you know, the, the people that work at Arkansas Tech, they live here. And the people that attend Arkansas Tech as students, a uh, high percentage of the time are from this, this area, from the Arkansas River Valley. And so there's, there's so much crossover between those ideas. But I think the thing about Arkansas Tech is that it's, it's a place of opportunity. Uh, it's a place where you can come and you don't necessarily have to have made a, had a 34 on your ACT. Right. You don't have to have had a, a 4.4 grade point average in high school. But and it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. We'll take those. <laughs> we'll take those. And we've got those. Those, those, those yeah. folks are at Arkansas Tech. But um, it's not exclusive to that. It, it's, it's an inclusive place where there is opportunity to come and find your passion. Find what it is that you want to go and build your life on. What is it that's going to make you want to be willing to work on Tuesday night and Friday night and yeah. the weekend? Go and find that thing, whatever it is that, that is your passion, and be able to then learn how to do it. Um, and I, I think that's that, that experiential learning piece, be it in the research lab, be it on the, the, the field in terms of with music or with athletics, uh, be it in the the newspaper um, classroom and the news and putting together the architect middle of the night on a Sunday, whatever your, whatever your lab is, wherever it is that you're getting that experiential learning. I think that opportunity to take that, add it to your academic experience and then go forth and pursue the career that you want. Um, and, it, and also part of that, the fact that you're going to get an outstanding general education in addition to whatever you're specializing in such that, whatever you major in, you're, you're going to be prepared to, for that career field, but you're also going to be prepared for a variety of other related career fields. Um, you mentioned earlier, Scott Covert, one of our, you know, our alumni association president at the moment. Um, he was an emergency management major at Arkansas Tech and then goes on and now is, is a, is a well-known meteorologist. And so there are branches off of these majors that can lead to really rewarding career fields and the diversity of the curriculum at Arkansas Tech, the foundation that's provided uh, through the general education courses really makes that possible. What are the next 10 years for Sam Strasser look like? Hopefully very similar to the last 10. Uh, I can't imagine a, a 10 better than the 10 that we just had. Um, and so uh, if 10 years from now I'm still doing uh, roughly the same thing that I'm doing today, I'll be an extremely happy and fortunate person. One quick question before we uh, wrap this up. Of all the things that we've talked about today, of all the great things that have happened in our lives because of this community and Arkansas Tech, I think the one thing that has trumped all of it in the last, and in in all of it, no matter what it was, was becoming a dad. Um, how much did it change your perspective on things? I'm not sure that it, it changed it as much just because I was so fortunate to have 
such an amazing dad myself and continue to be so, so fortunate to have an amazing dad myself. And so I've understood throughout my almost 42 years now um, what it means to be an amazing dad. And so I had such a blueprint put out there for me by Steve Strasner that um, I think it came a lot more natural to me. It wasn't, there wasn't as much of an adjustment for me because um, if I had a question, if and can, and to this day and going forward, if I have a question, I just have to think, what would my dad do and, and try to do the same thing. And so um, I think that that's uh, hopefully uh, will be uh, Seth's greatest gift. And the fact that Seth has a lot of my dad in him, they, he, right. I see a lot of, a lot of tend, a lot more, he's a lot more like my dad than he is me. Um, so hopefully some of that uh, will be a little bit full circle. Affectionately known as the old dude. The old dude. All right. Sam Strasner, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us as part of Tech Week. Can we do this again? Anytime. All right. Sam Strasner, the voice of the Arkansas Tech Wonder Boys and Golden Sons. The, he should be just the, the spokesperson for Arkansas Tech. You won't find anybody else who loves this university as much as he does. And that's why he's here on Tech Week. And it's been proudly presented by Alathus Realty. If you're in the market to buy or sell your home, give us a call today. It's 479-968-5668 or cruise on over to RussellvilleLiving.com. We'll wrap up right after this.